when a person really doesn't want to think about what's going on. And the emis, he doesn't even think about it. Ignorance is bliss. I'll just go in my merry way. Wherever you get your podcasts from, or our own website, prismoftorah.com. This is The Prism of Torah with Rabesaf Aaron Prisman. Shalom of Racha. In this week's Parsha, Parshas Nitzavim, I would like to share with you an idea, a couple of thoughts about the Helege, an awesome day that we're about to reach, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Adin, Yom Tua. And I think there is something that in the Parsha I saw that can connect to the type of frame of mind we should have in Rosh Hashanah, and hopefully it will be Mashpia on us. We know the Parsha starts off saying, Atem kulchem. You are here standing today, says Moshe Rabbeinu, in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we just came after all the klalot, all the curses in last week's Parsha, Parsha's Kisavoy. And Moshe Rabbeinu goes on to tell them that there's a covenant between you and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and you should do what's right, and don't worry, everything will be okay. And Rashi goes on to explain why is it Afka in this parsha that Moshe Rabbeinu collects everyone to come together and tells them everything's going to be okay and he tells them the importance of the mitzvahs? What does it have to do with last week's parsha? So Rashi quotes the Midrash that says, the connection is that after Bnei Israel heard all the extreme curses, they were really scared. They were really scared and they said, who's going to be able to withstand all these curses? It's very scary. And hence, Moshe Rabbeinu tried to appease them and say, said, don't worry, it's all coming. It's coming in your favor. You could be Medayik and Rashi that the fact that people have curses actually helps them and gives them a warning and ensures they go back to the right path. And that is the reason you're here today because it's only thanks to the Surim, thanks to the turbulent times you have that it makes you rethink what life's all about and recalibrate yourself, etc., etc. However, Later on in the psukim, a couple of psukim later, it suddenly says, but you should be careful. Pen yesh bachem, perhaps there is someone within you that his heart leads him the wrong way and says, ah, I'm not worried about the curses, everything's going to be okay. Then he should really be careful because HaKadosh Buchu is not going to forgive him. And even when he sins by accident, bishgaga, even on that Hashem is going to punish him which usually Hashem only punishes one when he does things on purpose. But this person revealed to us that he doesn't really care. And hence, even when he does things by accident, he's going to get punished. And asked on this, the Sifte Chaim, I don't understand. You just told me a second ago that all of Klal Yisrael were really scared after coming from all the curses they heard. They, they didn't know what to do, how to withstand the situation. And they were really scared. And hence, Moshe Rabbeinu tries to appease them. So how can it be that people still said everything's going to be okay? As the Psukim described these type of people, that he will say, even though he hears this covenant and everything, he still says, ah, he feels a peace in his heart. And Rashi explains, he lets his heart lead him whichever way he feels. And he says, everything will be fine with me. How can he do such a thing? So the Sifte Chaim asked this question of Philander Zatzal. And he says, you see it from here, a huge yesoid. When a person really doesn't want to think about what's going on, he doesn't want to think about his true responsibilities and the emis, the truth of what life is all about, 
With his heart, he could easily trick himself and, and lead a whole life that's meaningless. He doesn't even think about it. And that's why the Yetzirah can trick him. Ignorance is bliss. I'll just go in my merry way. That's how we can learn based on Rashi. Ramban says a similar idea, but Bishrirut libi, Shirut comes from the word strong. His heart, like a muscle, Shrir, will be strong. The heart will strengthen and let him just go with his emotions. We know the heart represents emotions and when it's disconnected from the mind, we realize, the mind should realize intellectually what life is all about, that we're put on this earth as we know already from the Vasil Seshavim, I quote this all the time, that we're only in the hallway towards Olam Abba. And hence a person can easily, unfortunately, let his heart with his emotions, I just want to enjoy life, I just want to go through life and do whatever I feel like doing. He turns a blind eye to the covenant, to the oath we have at HaKadosh Buhu, that we're here for a purpose and to refrain from avoid Zavo, everything or anything of that sort. And it's not only about physical pleasure, but it's way more than that. We have to go spiritually, and if anything, we have to flip over the physical pleasures into to make them into a spiritual experience, and through them get closer to Kadosh Baruch Hu. These people, yes, they do the Tzon Hashem, but that's only when it serves them well, when it goes with their hearts and their emotions. Yeah, I'm, I actually think Shabbos is a nice, a nice thing, a nice idea to have a family day, but they don't do it because they know they have a tafkid, they have a responsibility in this world. They don't do it because HaKadosh Buhu is telling them what to do. And hence, without getting into details, you see the punishment for such a person is very extreme. It says his name will be erased, etc., etc. We know, on a different note, but similar idea, with the heart, Avoid Zova is the only thing that you could do Litsanus about. Litsanus is something that is something that you go, don't go through your mind, but with your heart, can you joke around about something? Leitzanus is joking around. Joking around, generally speaking, is a horrible thing. Leitzanus is one of the things that Kaddish Buhu hates. But yet, if you joke around about something that is the worst thing ever, which is avoid Zohar, idol worshipping, that is mutter to do. Why? Because we have to do anything we can to be marchik ourselves from something that's so extremely bad, such as idol worshipping. And that's why Leitzanus Tavoyed Zohar is allowed to do. Over here, the Leitzanus is, it's not Leitzanus, but a person uses his heart to just say, you know what, I'm just going to go with what my heart tells me to do. My heart tells me, I want to be one with my heart. That's ridiculous, because the heart should go based on the mind, based on intellectually realizing what we're here for. Ignorance is bliss. Just not thinking, going with the flow with what our heart is telling us and not working on our heart to make sure the heart is in sync with the mind and realizing and putting thought into what life is all about. That is what needs to be done. And this, in my opinion, is the connection to Rosh Hashanah. Chazal tell us, Vaikra Rabba, Amarab Yoshia. It says, Ashream, you might be familiar with this pasuk we said in Rosh Hashanah before the blowing of the shofar. Ashream Yoidei Srua. Amazing. What amazing is the nation that know the idea of blowing a shofar, the trua? And the question begs itself, as it says in the Midrash, what the other nations don't have instruments they can blow and make a, and make a musical voice out of? Of course they can. Ella, the Midrash says, Ashream that know how to con convince HaKadosh Baruch Hu by using the trua, the sound of a shofar. And through that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu steps down from the throne of judgment, of din, 
to the 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 kise hakavod, the chair, so to speak, of Hakadosh Buhu that represents mercy, and hence Hakadosh Buhu is filled with mercy and switches the midas adin to midas achamim, and that happens on our month, on on Rosh Chodesh, on Chodesh Tishrei, Chodesh Shvi, seventh month, and the question is why? What's so unique about the blowing of the shofar that? It deserved to get this, this word, Ashrei, whoa, whoa, amazing is the nation that has this mitzvah. What do you mean? We have so many mitzvahs. Why? What's unique about the blowing of the shoifal that deserves to have this name given it to it? Ashrei, amazing is the nation that has this. So I, I, I saw a sefer someone gave me, B'Shem Ravel Yoshiv, that he said, perhaps it's connected to what the Rambam says, in Peri Gimel Hilchus Tshuva Halacha Dalid. It says that even though the whole idea of that we learned that we have to blow the shofar on Rosh Hashanah is learned from the Psukim Zerasakosuv, there's a big hint in it, as we know, that the shofar represents awakening ourselves from asleep. And as a result, we have to it says, That's what the Rambam says. You have to get awakened up. Search in your mycin all the all the deeds we did in the past year. Where were we wrong? What do we have to fix? In short, cheshbon nefesh. That is the tafkid of the shoifa to awaken ourselves. And perhaps this is what it means. The shoifa, yes, it's one mitzvah, but this one mitzvah has in it the potential to awaken ourselves and make a life a life event changing, a life changing. Event, something that can trigger us to make a whole game, a game changer, a new way of life. As I once mentioned, I was once talking to my sister-in-laws and I was asking them, so how, how long have you been on a diet? And they both looked at each other and then they looked at me and they said, it's not a diet, it's a way of life. They were telling me, obviously, it's not just a diet we're doing now. We had, we had a whole change of mind a whole new frame of mind of how to go through life in the context of eating. I'm saying that the shoifa within it has the koyach to awaken us and realize, wow, HaKadosh Buchu is the Melech, we're Mamlich Hashem, and that reminds us and awakens us to maybe we have to make major changes in our life. This is the time to do it. We have to make sure we're doing what's right in life. A lot of people, you look around, a lot of times you look around and you look at people and you see that they do go through this change. What awakens them up? Either if they go to a funeral, suddenly they realize, whoa, everything comes to an end. It becomes so clear. As the Gemara Bocho says, that if you feel Yetzirah is winning you, do this, do that, say Kriyachma, and then the last resort, if nothing else helped, thinks of, think of the day of death. That will remind you what's all about, what life is all about, and it's coming to an end. And we, in this world at least, and we have to make changes. A lot of people have this when they get older. As they get older, you see that they change because they start realizing and thinking, wow, the finish line, in this world at least, is not so far. And who knows when it will come, as the, as the mission of Pirkei Avos say. So it's, it's, it's time to make a change. And that is the purpose of the shofar. Aside from this idea of the shofar awakening ourselves during Rosh Hashanah and trying to really make a change, a change of heart, and ensuring that we live right life the right way. And through that, 
if we continue with the Midrash, we said we quoted earlier, HaKadosh Buhu then, who's boichen klayus valeif, he can really see what's in our hearts. And if he sees, we have this change of heart, change of mind. Then HaKadosh Buhu says, oh, I see. The shofar affected them. They're really thinking this holy day is affecting them. They do want to change. That's what in, that is what is in their hearts right now. I'm going to go to my chair of Rachamim now and have mercy on them. And that's what the Midrash is saying. Based on the Rav Yoshi connected to this Rambam. Aside from that, I think it's very important to say another idea that complements this. And Emir Hashem will finish off with a little mashal, a parable about this idea. If you look carefully, we see in the Psukim, it says like this. In the Davni Rosh Hashanah, we say, Ki shomea kol shoifar Hashem, you listen to the blowing of our shofar. And then it says, Umazin, which is another permutation, a synonym for listening, Mazin, Chua ve'en domelecha. Tzkia, you know, represents usually a long blowing of the shofar noise. And Chua is the the one that's broken, that one that sounds more like a cry. And obviously, in, in Lashon HaKodesh, you never have two words that mean exactly the same. There's no such a thing as a true synonym in Lashon HaKodesh. So one has to understand, what's the difference between Shomer and Mazin? Why is one said on the, sho- on the call of the Shoifal and one is on the Trua? So I want to share with you an ama- incredible vote. When Moshe Rabbeinu talks, he says, Ha'azinu ha'shamayim v'adabera To the Shamayim, to the sky, Moshe Rabbeinu says, listen, but he uses the word ha'azinu. But then when it comes to the arts, it says, v'atishma aretz imreifi. So if you look in the, in the it, so it's, it's brought down in the Midrash, it says, because Moshe Rabbeinu was on such a high level spiritually, he was closer to the shamayim. And hence he said, ha'azinu ha'shamayim. Because shamayim are close to him. So the right word to use, ha'azinu, is ha'azin is when someone's close to you. When someone's far from you, even though physically he was standing in the land, but really he was far from the land because he was so high spiritually, he was close to the Shemaim. So when he's referring to the Aretz, the land, he says, Vatishma Aretz Imrefi. Whereas we see in Yeshaya exactly the opposite. He says, Shimu Shemaim. Shimu is a Lashon from far because the Shemaim was far from him. He wasn't on such a high level like Moshe Rabbeinu. Vahazini Eretz, because the Eretz is close to him. So we see that the idea, the adjective used, Shmi'ah, the adverb used shmi'ah is from far and ha'azana lazin is from close. So Rav Yoshi wants to say the following idea. When we just say a re- do a blowing of the shoifar, a real litkiah, that's a type of call that represents happiness. When people are happy, they blow such a thing. You could see it from sporting events and you see when you make a new king. That's a tkiah. A tkiah HaKadosh only hears if he's from close. But a trua, when a trua represents crying, fear, in the place of danger, that's a call of pain, a voice of pain. A, a, a voice of pain, a Puchu. Sorry, that, that, let me say that again. So we see from here, when a person blows a shofar, a tkiah represents just one blow, too, that's, that screams out happiness. When you anoint a, a, a new king, or even in sporting events, you see that people have that type of... Uh, that type of call, as opposed to when someone's crying in the danger and pain, then it's more like a cry. And hence, when it talks about the call of Simcha, it says, Shomea kol shoifal. And therefore, Shomea, it's as if Hashem only hears it from far. 
But when a person's in pain and sorrow, Hashem hears it as if he's close. Why? Because we know Sharei Dmaot Lo Ninalu. And so too, a person has to go into Rosh Hashanah. It is healthy to be scared because when you really let the shofar awaken you, then you think to yourself, what's life all about? What am I doing? How did I not work on this mitzvah? How did I not work on this middah of mine enough? How did I treat this person? I should be a nicer person. I should smile more to people. I should do more chesed. I should learn more Torah. Suddenly it puts things in perspective and it awakens you up. A person could be in the middle of a dream. And everything's gishmak, especially if it's a great dream. And suddenly someone wakes him up. And he realizes, whoa, all of that was nonsense. So to hear the, the, the purpose of the shofar is to recalibrate our lives and ensure we're going in the right direction. If a person is a bit scared, that's a healthy thing. Because it shows HaKadosh Buhu, you're taking your life seriously and you realize you want to make a change. And that Hashem listens to from close. I would like to end off with a mashal that resonates in my mind that my one of my rabbanim from Bnei Barak Rav Yisrael Arnon Shlita told me. And it really brings the point home. A person, this idea that a person lives life as if everything's going to be okay. As if everything's going to be fine. But who promises you that? Imagine a ship going deep into the ocean and they want to send down a little ship, like a little submarine, let's call it, going down. And they can view and see what's going on over there deep in the ocean. So the way they did it, at least back in the day, they connected a big tube to the little submarine to give it oxygen. It goes down and the person's in there watching, everything's geschmack, the weather's perfect, the temperature's perfect. And he's watching the fish and the coral reef. And suddenly a big shark comes and breaks the tube. And there's no more oxygen being fed from the ship to the little submarine. But, but of course, that's a delayed reaction. As of now, there's tons of oxygen. Everything's great. We all know it's only a matter of time and it's game over for this person. But he doesn't realize that. He just continues life as if everything's fine and he's sitting in his little submarine, enjoying his beer, watching the fish go by. Yiratzon, that this year will have the ability to use this huge mitzvah, the koach of the shofar, to awaken us. And through that, make a change in our lives to get closer to Kodesh Bulchu. Have a good Shabbos. Thank you for joining us. This is the Prism of Torah. Visit our website, prismoftorah.com, where you'll find a full archive of hundreds of past every Torah. Subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and don't forget to share with your friends and family. Sponsorship opportunities are available for all of our episodes. Thank you, Yonavefa, for your recording equipment. Produced by Ellie Podcast Productions.